welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Chicka, 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 mm. I'm starting with the woman in the mirror. I'm asking her to change her ways. All right, you guys, welcome to another episode of The No with me, Nikki Spo. You guys, here I am getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and putting out my second solo episode. We are going to be talking about mirror work today. If you know, you know. Let's get started. Y'all, I just finished reading the book Mirror Work, 21 Days to Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. You have probably heard of her, but apparently I live under a rock and I had not. But get this, this book was a gift from my light beam spirit sister and episode 25 guest, Jamie Lee Ruiz, which she gave to me like two years ago. I don't know. I don't really remember. But what I do remember is starting to read it and being like, nope, can't do this. This book is asking me to commit to 21 days of affirmations about loving myself and hoopla this and zaza that. No, no, thank you. I'm not in the space to love myself like that. Thank you very much. I put it in my nightstand and it became buried with all of the other things and I forgot about it. I wasn't ready to address it. Me, that is. I wasn't ready to address me, (laughs) my self-love status. And to be clear, my self-love status was like single. You know, that's not even fair. Like my, my self-love status was not single. Being single is not even, it's not bad. Like it can be very, very good in a lot of situations. My self-love status was worse, was a little bit worse. My self-love status was like widowed, like dead, like it had died. There, It did not exist. It once was there when I was like a teeny tiny little girl. And then it died. Okay, so I finally read the book and did the work. It's 21 days. And guess what is in 21 days? Valentine's Day. Okay, so it's in a little bit more than 21 days. But I'm giving you time to listen to this episode, order the book, and muster up the guts to actually do the work. But I think this is a really great way to approach the day that we celebrate love. By loving ourselves, yeah? So before I get into the book and the principles outlined in it, which I'm actually not going to spend a ton of time on, but like I am going to get there. I want to give you some context about my own self-love journey, because I think at one point or another, it's something that we can all relate to. So once upon a time, it all started when I was little. Doesn't everything, doesn't it all start from the things we learn when we were young? It's actually like really daunting for me as a parent because I understand the responsibility that I have as a mother of toddlers who are forming their understandings of the world. And I know that like my and my husband's and our family and our caretakers, like we all play such a huge role in this and it's overwhelming sometimes, but (sighs) back to my young days. Okay, I'm going to try to explain this in a way that doesn't make me cry or get like upset or go on a really, really long tangent, which I am capable of doing, as you know. Okay, so this book centers around talking to yourself in the mirror. And I have a big history with mirrors and my relationship to them. From the time I was very little, it was very clear to me that I should be beautiful, that I was beautiful, and that 
that beauty was to be my gift to the world. Also, my mom was extraordinarily beautiful, at least in my eyes. She was exotic, fiery, brown-skinned, dark brown, voluminous hair, dark brown, piercing eyes. She had a gorgeous figure in her early days. She was the goddess of my world. And the pressure was laid on thick, the importance of beauty. I think it's important for me to also mention that, well, because I've openly discussed my strained relationship with my mother, I believe that a part of the pain that we experience when our parents disappoint us has a lot to do with how we deify them, right? How we make them our God. She was the goddess of my life. I worshiped her like legit. And it's not anyone's fault that we deify our parents. Um, It's how our young minds work, I think. Um, Our parents are our world. That said, I sort of grew up to believe that physical beauty was at the forefront of personal worth. Now, I want to say that I am aware that there's tremendous power in beauty, but today I know that internal beauty never goes away and that it is the light force within us all. But yeah, I learned that beauty was power and I had better be beautiful. And for what it's worth, I, I was. I was a very cute little girl and I, <laughs> I stared at myself in the mirror a lot mostly hoping to look like my mom and hoping to never lose what I thought she loved about me. It was a weird thing. I remember looking at my first grade school picture and I had roots <laughs> at Devonair Elementary. Yeah. I had roots because we put so much gosh darn sun in, in my hair that my brown hair was essentially dyed bleach blonde. And I had about two inches of roots in my school pick, my first grade school pick y'all. And I remember the adults talking about it. And I don't think they were like talking about it in a nice way. You know, they were like, look at that girl. She has roots. She's only six. Things started to get worse at home for me. And my mother would tell me like how vain I was, which was really confusing because I thought I was doing my job. I thought I was doing what she wanted me to do. Why was I now feeling shame? So I also had like quite a set of ears on me. Like they stuck out like really, really far I would cry. I would literally, oh my gosh, this is so sad. Like when I think back about it, I would cry and I would put double-sided tape on my ears at night and I'd stick them to my head, hoping that they'd like stick back permanently while I slept. And they never did. So my parents helped me put that tape on my ears and we laughed about it, sort of. But I don't think I was really laughing inside. And then In sixth grade, I started to get bullied because of those ears, and I begged my parents to let me have them pulled back. I had plastic surgery to pull my ears back when I was 12 years old. I later had a lot of resentment towards my parents for making that decision with me. I really wanted that at that time in my life, but I had a lot of resentment on like all the lessons that could have been taught instead of getting surgery and fixing my physical appearance. It's a really slippery slope, like both ways. Like now as a parent, I, I totally see the, the predicament that they were in. But finally, when I got my boobs done, after I had my first son, literally 20 years after my ear surgery, I had a heart to heart with my surgeon about how upset I was about my ear surgery. And he gave me like all these statistics in a really kind and loving way. And I eventually let it go. Things got worse at home as I approached puberty. Um, my mom would like sneer at me and tell me how beautiful I was. It was not a compliment. And I learned then to feel ashamed of my beauty, of my appearance altogether, which made being a professional dancer a real mindfuck, okay? Especially in the early 2000s when the trend was sex sells. 
So there I sat in a locker room with women who, many of whom are still like my very best friends, putting on makeup, tanning our bodies, putting in our extensions, pushing up our boobs, sucking in our quote bellies (laughs) and strutting our stuff. We were to be beautiful, but I secretly hated myself for it. Then years later, as you know, developed my own drinking habit. I grossed myself out. I did not like to look in the mirror because every time I would see myself, I would just see a reminder of what a fuck up I was. Even though in hindsight, like I know I wasn't a fuck up. I was a woman in pain. So I did my part and I got healthy, but I still had a very wonky relationship with what I saw in the mirror, which let me tell you had nothing to do, zero to do with physical beauty. It had to do with like how I loved myself, right? So in the journey to love myself wholly and truthfully, I started to come to peace with my reflection. Like I said, when I received this book, I wouldn't read it. I wouldn't. Only now, a few weeks, like a few weeks ago, have I decided to read it. Our journeys are not linear. You hear things when you need to. Things call out to you. There are little signs everywhere, my girls and guys. And you really only see them when you're ready to. And if you are still listening to me talk about this, I have a feeling that this may be exactly what you need to hear today. Maybe it's the extra little push that you need to love yourself in a more pure and true way. I want you, I'll do it with you. I want you to take a moment to think about what you do when you pass a mirror or like a a big window, like where you can see your reflection. I will tell you what I do every single time. I suck in my stomach every single time without fail, without thinking. I don't even look at my face. It is so ingrained in my subconscious to just pull my tummy in. Why? Do I feel like I'm not good enough with my tummy in resting position? If I'm looking at my face in the mirror, I usually immediately focus in on like what blemishes are popping up, what sunspots are getting worse, or any new lines that I'm seeing. Why? Sure, self-care is important. But what subconscious messages am I telling myself on a regular basis without even realizing it? Like that my sunspots make me less lovable? What is it? Like we do this all the time and we don't even realize it. I think this book can be tremendously helpful. It's full of like tiny little things that you'll do on a daily basis for 21 days. You can do anything for 21 days. Loving yourself should be at the top of your priorities list because it impacts every single thing you do. So let's do this together. Here's what we're going to do. You, you will get the book. By the way, like the author Louise Hay has no idea I'm even talking about her book. I actually, I hope she listens one day and like, she's like, oh wow, this girl's talking about my book. I don't even know who this girl is. And maybe one day she'll even accept an invitation to be a guest on my show. Who knows? Anything is possible, right? I just want you to experience the goodness that I got to experience by practicing Louise Hay's suggestions. Okay. Okay. So we established, yeah, you're going to get your book. You're going to post a pic and you're going to tag me and you're going to hashtag Mirror work with the no. I will be your accountability partner, bet. So this is where you stick around to learn more about the principles in the book. I need to take a swig of my coffee because I need some like moisture in my mouth. I know people are so uncomfortable with the word moisture, but hold on. And a swig of water as a chaser. Give me a sec, you guys. How, How am I doing so far? Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. You're like driving your car. You're like, hell yeah. Okay. So the book is formatted into three weeks worth of daily affirmations exercises. It starts with loving yourself and then moves into loving your inner child and then into loving others, healing your relationships and teaching self-love to other people. 
I had a very hard time in the beginning. My first day, I took the book instructed me to look into my eyes in the mirror and say, quote, I want to like you. I want to really learn to love you. Let's go for it and have some fun. I literally could not even get to the sentence about having fun. Why? Because saying I want to like you and learn to love you was somehow so painful for me. I cried. Like I, I, I remember tears streaming down my face as I was saying I want to love you. It was so painful. And then I then realized that like, despite all of the healing work that I've been doing all these years, that there's still been a small part of me that was withholding acceptance and true love from myself. The book has you carry around a pocket mirror, which I had to order because I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a pocket mirror and peek at yourself all day long and say the affirmation. I felt so silly doing this. I honestly, I'm like, this is so silly. I look like a crazy person, but I've, I, whatever I did it because I was willing to go to any lengths. To, to, to feel this sense of peace and true love with myself. Each day's affirmation is a slight variation on the one before it. So it's not like overwhelming. Slowly, I began to, this is crazy. Slowly, I began to smile at myself in the mirror when I was saying my affirmations and like actually look forward to the next time I would have a chance to connect with myself. I honestly, like, I can't even explain how it happens, but it like, it freaking works. It's a testament to having a practice of anything. Practice makes progress. It was mind-blowing to me. And I really got to notice the pattern in my thoughts through the journaling practices outlined in the book. And I actually got to reread how my attitude shifted. I actually practiced this during my first year of sobriety in a different way. Um, I, I journaled for 365 days, which I, I actually still do. But on the 365th day, I reread my journal from the day I started. To, I decided to ask for help. I was hopeless, literally hopeless. Like I did not have any hope remaining in my life. I was miserable and I truly hated myself. And then over the course of the year, like my journal entries became happier, more grateful, more peaceful. I mean, it was a beautiful thing to look at that over 365 days. Now, this book is 21 days of focus on self-love. It's not overwhelmingly long to the point of like not being realistic. This is a very realistic start in your journey to self-love. It forces us to look at the messages that we have been downloading into our brains from like the earliest years. There's actually a practice in the book that is like, that is repeated often in the book, which I love the most. So Louise Hay asks you to close your eyes. Think of the unkind words that are like ingrained into the files, right, of our of our mind. And then press this like imaginary button on your forehead while your eyes are closed, ejecting that disc and actually like pretending, like physically pretending to like pull it out. Not like just like reenacting this in your brain, but like actually use your finger, press it to your forehead, eject this like imaginary disc and physically like pull it out of your brain. And I shit you not. I could feel the downloads being removed. It was like a spiritual practice for me to actually like press eject and like pull the disc out of my head. It was, it was magical. And so what's incredible is that somewhere within these 21 days, I started to take my sons to their mirrors and have them say affirmations to themselves. I would have Shago because he's verbal say to himself, Shago, I love you. Shago, you are lovable. Shago, you are kind, strong, and so on and so forth. And he did it with a smile. 
because children are inclined to be happy and hopeful and curiously optimistic. And part of what this book does is like it reconnects us with our inner child that desperately needed that love and protection. And we gave the opportunity to give it to ourselves. So then like, finally I got back, I got like to eight day 20 in the book, which is teaching mirror work to children. And I was like, OMFG, the work was doing its work. I was actually doing the work without even needing to be instructed. So I will leave you with this truth speakers. Loving yourself is the best gift you could ever give yourself. And just like I said, in my first solo episode about living in your purpose and like releasing fear, when you live in your purpose and when you love yourself, you give other people permission to do the same. That is powerful. And that's how we pay the gifts forward. I am here with you on this journey to be our highest and most authentic selves. I am here with you to step into our deepest sense of inner knowing. Let me join you on your self-love journey, please. If you decide to give Louise Hayes mirror work a try, tag me in your posts DM me with your feedback. And if you feel so inclined, type out that hashtag mirror work with the no. I will be your accountability partner. If you know, you know, and that's why you're here. Have the best day. Thank you so much for listening to the no. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.